0: On this episode of Resi Week, we wrap up 2019 and look forward to 2020 with the family. I'll listen more on this episode of Resi Week.
1: The network for the AV industry.
2: What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This, this, is, this is AV, AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is Resi Week episode 204. Everything is awesome. Support for AV Nation is brought to you
2: by Peerless AV, driving technology through innovation.
0: Welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly wrap up of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott, for AVNation.tv. And this week, we are pleased to be joined by really my, 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 true podcasting residential family of your friends. tribe
1: your tribe matt
0: my tri- tribe yeah but i don't know i don't want to say it's my tribe it's our tribe the tribe it's the tribe can it's, you be a millennial there. and just say we're your squad no no, no. we're
1: too old for that
0: no, i'm way too old for that crap <laughs> Shut that up, Richie. all right let's let's kick this off we have heather sidorowicz she is the president of south town av how you doing sis?
1: I am doing awesome. We're almost at the uh, finish line of the year. So, you know, every moment counts.
0: It does. And at the time that this posts, it'll be the end. (laughs) It'll be the start of the new year. Uh, Then we have Joe Whitaker. He is the CEO of Thoughtful Integrations. How you doing, bud?
3: Doing well. Doing well. Since it's a a year in memory show, I'm sporting the old logo. You know what I I mean? I'm I'm, I'm feeling nostalgic about 2019.
0: Don't worry. I was going to tell you know, Sarah, that you were wearing the wrong shirt. Then we have Stephen Bronner, one of my longtime friends. He is the
4: owner of Pro Audio Georgia. How you doing, bud? Man, I'm outstanding. I got two more work days left this year, and it is uh, it's rolling right on by. We've already booked January and February. Life is golden, my friend.
0: It's the way to be. And last, but most definitely not least, the elder statesman of the group, the godfather of the industry, it's Richard Uncle Richie Fergosa.
2: He is the principal of Fergosa Design. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Mellow West Coast greetings. I uh, actually I just made it back on one of our other shows. I was incapacitated with the flu, so uh,
1: glad to be upright,
2: glad to be healthy. And uh, I guess uh,
1: through podcasting, right? No. Okay.
0: They tell me I'm no longer contagious, so everybody should be good.
2: (laughs) Yeah, with 2020 coming, I will be uh, easing into year 50 for myself when this posts. So this will be. So the mad rush to 50 sick? for me. He's, he started 50? when he was eight. <laughs> You're going to be 50? You're almost dead. I'm uh, feeling it. <laughs> uh, you know, not only that, but I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be sweating in the Philippines at this point this summer, too, if I keep it up. Beautiful. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's kick this off.
0: Heather, I want to start with you. Uh, we're going to kind of do a roundtable. I've got uh, three different questions. We'll go around each time and uh, get some feedback from all of our friends here. Heather, starting with you, um, what was your biggest story that you that you saw this year in 2019 for the for the residential space?
1: Well, Matt, I think hands down, it's that um, you and I will no longer be on the board in 2020 of uh, of CEDIA.
0: That that is. I
1: kid, I kid before the lawyers circle. Um, you know, I think that the, uh, there's the obvious one that I'll let you guys all take because I know what you're all going to say. I'm going to say Julius Julie Jacobson's sabbatical is my number one story.
4: Wow. Come
1: on, a woman that works 27 years, probably the most well-known female. um, Sabbatical, taking some time off, stepping away, not necessarily down. I think that's a huge thing for the uh, media side.
3: I agree it's it's big.
0: big. It's going to change the landscape.
1: Yeah, it will. And she is the one I think that's not afraid to... rock the waters a little bit, like she, she's, you know, not afraid to say what she thinks, which I think is awesome. And that can be very scary. So uh, I think that's a pretty big story.
0: Very good. Joey, uh, what was your biggest story of the year?
3: You know, I have a big one, but I will say Heather's was pretty good. um, Because I think each of us, we can almost um, earmark uh, portions or high points or milestones in our career, you know, with a Julie Jacobson you know what i mean uh, she's been involved in so many people's just stuff you know she was at when when control four went ipo she she helped ring the bell at nasdaq i mean i i'm still i'm still floored by that but i would think for me our company in and, and the industry um, a kind of a a peak of a trend that we've been seeing was the snap av control four merger um, that was huge and could have went, you know, 10 different ways. And it's still, you know, we're, we're in that first year and it's still unknown where it's actually going at this point. And that's what makes it one of the biggest stories, especially for, you know, a privately owned company to be involved in uh, turning a company that went IPO out of being publicly traded and being brought into privately owned it's, that was a huge story.
0: Yeah, it was gigantic. Stephen, what was your biggest story of 2019?
4: Uh, I think it's not just that particular purchase, but I think it is the consistent devouring of companies uh, being eaten up, combined, uh, bought. Um, it is, it has become almost a full-time read for me just to keep up with who owns who. Um, honestly, the last time I saw something like this was in 12 volt. when I was in car audio, you, you never really knew who owned who. I mean, you've got major brands that everybody thought, oh, that'll always be Polk or that'll always be this. And next thing you know, it's owned by a different company than a different company. And, um, I, I just, I think that the trend of the year has been, uh, who's buying who, uh, who's having dinner with who, who is. Who's going to join forces next? And I think that that is, yep. I think that that is definitely um, the, the trend in our industry this year. We really didn't have a huge, um, I, and I know people will disagree. I don't think we had a huge technology jump this year. Um, I think we had some cool changes, but no jumps. But goodness gracious at all the companies buying each other. And like Joe said, who would have ever – everyone expected control four to buy snap A V. and and but no one saw that i know of saw it coming that a private company took snap took control Four back private that was just crazy yeah it was a massive was where deal. you
1: remember where you read it and you had that verbal ver- the verbal <gasps> yes
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh absolutely i can think of that happening uh, twice in the last two years and one time was when Samsung bought Harman, and the other time was when um, uh, Control 4 was bought by Snap AV. And that's, that's kind of that news of, of all of those stories, is
3: over the last two years, that's been a trend, but this last year was huge. And then you got to roll the dice. Is it going to be like Samsung Harman, or is it going to be like Sound United and just be a hot mess? You know, you, it's, it's one of those you don't know, but this last year saw so much of that. And they were all kind of big, and, and then all the way down to integration companies merging together to form a new—I call it—VIA two You know, it's like you've got—it's just so much. It's the Walmartization of our industry.
0: Yeah, very, very true. Uncle Richie dropped some uh, some knowledge on us. What was your biggest story of twenty nineteen? We've had uh, Julie sabbatical, and we've had the kind of the uh, the merger. Uh, acquisition, if you want to use the the official marketing uh, pitch of SnapAV and Control Four.
2: Well, I, I think they're all indicative of a uh, a bigger trend in the industry. And uh, I mean, I was joking a couple of minutes ago that you know by the time this airs, I'm I'm going to be moving into my fiftieth year um, of that. All have spent twenty nine of them in this industry, and what's I guess I'm feeling a little nostalgic about it just like literally just thinking about it right now and what made me sad um more about anything is that it it, it's 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 basically the industry it's it's kind of leaving the nest at this point it's it's a it's changing in ways that I don't know I never I I don't know if I never expected it to when I was 21 22 entering the industry um there's a different face and aspect of the industry than when we started i mean literally when we started we all got into this because we weren't making money um, in bands you know or, or performing it's like we needed a day job and that's what everybody got into this and and the one that hit me the hardest actually was um a recent story and it's it's not a huge story by industry standards but for me personally um it's the news that ada may be going under yeah. um, peter mckean the founder of ADA was my first industry contact. Uh, CES in 1990, 91. I, I wasn't even able to, I, I, you know what? I wasn't even able to drink yet. I remember that, it was my first CES. Uh, I was 20, I still couldn't drink. And uh, Peter McKean- I had a time
1: machine, that is where I would go. Yeah, go Peter McKean, yeah. 20 years old.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he took me and uh, at the time uh, when I was an integrator, Adam Stone, um, took us to dinner and that was the first time that somebody kind of put their arm around me and and went, this is how this industry works this is what you do and uh, and then Richard uh, and and uh, Al you know carried the torch from that um, and so from that you've got this juxtaposition you know you have the company I mean, yeah I mean they were gold-plated faceplates on ADA equipment. I mean, it was, you know, this was, you 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 know, when, when you dealt with ADA, you were dealing with the Loran, you were dealing with the Gavinci, you were dealing with the the absolute top of what the industry could provide at that time. And now you have it paradoxically with Snap-AV, which was basically a large distributor of products for the longest time. You just kind of, and, and Heather uh, off camera, I mean, admit a little Pac-Man sign. Um, but all of a sudden this Pac-Man just starts chewing up, chewing up, chewing up, chewing up these companies. And we've transitioned from where we started, which I'm grateful for with the Peter McKean's, with the Sam Runcos, um, uh, you know, with the, with the Chris Stevens from Phoenix systems with uh, gosh, I mean, you know, like J- Julie Jacobson, you know, again, she's one of the few people in my career I've ever called boss. You know, she brought me into the media um, and, you know, there, there is a, a, I'm seeing it more and more as I'm starting to look at where I'm phasing out of the industry as opposed to staying in, as seeing that there's a passive torch. And the companies that are going to hopefully succeed in this industry um, are transitioning themselves. I mean, we're seeing resi-mercial come up a lot more. I've seen more resi-mercial in the past two years, and I've seen it probably the five years prior. Um, you know, if you look at the people that are assembled in here. If I had told them five years ago, "Hey, you're going to be doing restaurants, you're going to be doing bars, you know, and that's going to be one of your profit centers," people were like, "Oh no, you know, I I love home theater, I love this, I love distributed audio, and there is a a shrinking of what we do being assimilated in a greater generalized technology sector, um, and so for me, I, I I'm I'm. I'm not saying that our industry is, is necessarily dead, but it is evolving in a way that, if you asked me 25 years ago, I, I probably wouldn't have necessarily believed it, or at least I would have actively campaigned against it a lot more. Um, and, uh, you know, what, what, what I think this Snap AV acquisition or merge or whatever you want to call it, I mean, there was a much bigger company with a lot more money that bought the other company. <laughs> and so, um, you know, the, the company that was backing the Snap A.V. acquisition was, uh, was you know, it's, it's got some deep pockets. And I think what's going to happen is there may be some instances where equally deep pockets are going to find their way into the industry. And we're going to see some rapid changes in the next few years that I don't think any of us expected. It's, well, it's going to be interesting.
1: Even Sonos, right? So Sonos didn't grow up from inside the industry. Sonos was outside the industry. And the first few years didn't even want to play with us. And now they've, you know, now they've, they're we're sewn in together. They've taken over so much. I, I, I'd be interested in the percentage rate of Whole House audio when you're not getting into, I, I mean, so you're right. It, it really has changed.
3: You know, I, I like what Richie said because, you know, we're going to, I'm going to use this today. It's going to be hashtag save ADA. That's going to be my daily <laughs> hashtag. Because, like, right over there, there's one of those big ADAs right there. And it's funny because Ada, one of the last two great American amplifier brands, you got them and SAE, you know the ones that are still manufactured here, still built here, pride in every single one of those boxes, and it's good. I mean, it's good stuff. So I, you know, I hope somebody can filter in there um, because it'd be sad to see them go. We have to keep one of them. There has to be one that stays.
0: See, and I think. It, it if I can kind of wrap up this section, I would say that that has been my biggest story of the year. Is not so much the specific story of ADA potentially shutting down, the specific story of uh, Control 4 being purchased by Snap, or Snap buying everybody else, uh, or any other merger that you wanna talk about. It's the continuing simplification of our, of our industry and of our channel and you're losing a lot of that history and a lot of that high end medium upper class projects are disappearing they're they're going away and we're not maintaining that in the middle market space that's not not growing necessarily either you're seeing this divide that you know we've talked about this from the commercial side for gosh, uh, many more years than we have on the residential side that that middle market gap is continuing to widen. And I, I think if you look at every big story this year, that's kind of the underlying trend is that you're seeing that, that, that market shift and that market change. And the creative dealers and the creative integrators are the ones that are taking advantage of that. And the ones that are complaining a lot about that are the ones that have not figured out how to shift. Speaking of shifting, let's shift on to our next topic. (laughs) Sorry. Did I cut you off Richie?
2: Oh, I was just about to say that it's, um, I mean, you guys are spot on and, and there's an aging out of a I mean, there's a generational shift in, Mm in, in, in our industry that's happening right now. And, and, um, you know the the pioneers, who start of it, are are have retired, have moved on. That second wave, who we, you know, Joe and myself, you know, we we were kids that these guys took us under their wing and said, "Hey, kid, this is how it works." And you know, it was still we were, you know, it's as Gen Xers, you know, I I feel more and more we're like that, we're that last vestige of the rock and roll in our industry, yes. which was, you know, we were punk, you know, we were like. If it ain't made, we're gonna make it. You know, it is like client comes with an idea. I'm like, I've never done it before, but we're gonna make it happen. And literally sitting there with you know soldering irons and spit and baling wire and figuring out how to float 350 pound televisions. Um, you know, just nutty, nutty stuff that went on. Um, that is how much a 55 inch Fujitsu just about weighed. I'm just <laughs> saying. or a 35 inch mitsubishi professional monitor you know i mean it was it was you know they were 350 pounds but you know the 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 bigger point is you know i'll bring an example we were all here everybody that was on this panel was at cedia um there was no high-end rooms no none the only high end hallway technically for the first year that i've ever experienced it there was tivo was there They were, they were in one of the high end audio areas just because that's where they got shoved, Uh, you know, and I went in and asked, I went, oh, wow, TiVo's got a high end something or other. I walked in, I'm like, no, that's just the TiVo. And the generational aspect of our industry is matching the general the generational aspect of our clients are moving towards the mobile environment. And again, five, six years, and I've I've just been running up and down as, you know, what's going to eat it is mobile. We're at that point now, you know? You now well, have we're, we're two old, generations. Was we're that? old,
3: Richie. We're old, Richie. Yeah, no, you well,
2: know, Speak yeah, for yourself.
3: I, I mean, I mean, we, we, we. Kept, there wasn't even HDMI when we started, dude. Like we were still running S video to projectors. Um, I, yeah, I mean that's that's a shift that's happening. It's like you youngsters, y'all you need to get the ship right.
4: Well, I can tell you that in my opinion, the reason why ADA and other companies like that are not quite making it is because uh, they don't make headphones. Uh, If you look at our industry, a lot of people have uh, shifted. The customer, the client base has shifted away from high quality. Everything's becoming a commodity and I'm not trying to bash on Snap AV. It is what it is, but that company, in my opinion, started the commoditization of our industry or the, or as Joe would put it, the Walmartorization of our industry where everything was a race to the bottom. So you're high-end companies and, and I'll give you another example. Uh, Key Digital used to make really phenomenal products and, and they're picking it back up now. But the, the thing is, is um, that they, they got eat up by companies like Snap AV and Banco and companies like that because it was cheap. And so this generation that's coming up We've got to find a way to communicate that um, you want quality, you need quality. Uh, you don't just need something that'll make it a year. How about something you can enjoy in fifteen years? Think about the original JBLs that they just released again. If you guys haven't seen that, they're freaking amazing. Yeah. So things like that—that that it's that that is cross generational technology or cross generational enjoyment. Um, that's something that I think is huge. And that's one reason why I love talking to people like Richie and Joe. Um, I've, I've enjoyed almost every conversation I've ever had with Jeff Bocaccio, the old guy, HDMI godfather, and, um, you know, many, many other people. Uh, we all know everybody in the industry. So it's uh, – I really enjoy these conversations, and a lot of people think, you know, that's a little strange, but it's not because not only do I love what I do, but I love the history of what I do. Um, I love talking to people that know what's going on. Um, pretty much anybody. Yeah, occasionally Joe will slip up. He's got two brain cells; they'll run into each other, and they, he has an idea. Um, so, yeah, you can find, you can find <laughs> wisdom. You can find wisdom anywhere uh, south of the Canadian border, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Wow! And on that lovely, lovely note, let's change directions for a second. Um, this is going to post uh, essentially Jan one. What are you? What trend are you looking for? What what is this? Whether it be a, a market insight, a, a news item, uh, an industry trend, whatever, Heather, what are you looking for, or what are you expecting to see? What what trend is going to dominate twenty
1: nineteen? Geez, I don't know. Um, I went first last time. I'll go last last time.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Let's 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 reverse it then. Richie, what what trend is going to dominate this year?
2: Consolidation. It's, it's at this point to think that it's not going to continue. Um, and that'd be silly. Uh, I think that what may occur, and maybe not this year, um, but looking a little bit forward over the next 24 to 48 months, let's say within the next two to four years. um, I think we, and again, not saying this, um, saying this with all love (laughs) of the industry, is that I think that um, with things like the Emerald acquisition um, of the CDA channel, with the current challenges that the CDA channel has been facing, uh, that we could very well see within the next, four years, um, that channel becoming just kind of a blip in the, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden we wound up being just a pavilion in the national home kitchen and bath show, um, or, uh, and, or being, um, very gracefully pushed out the door by a larger organization like Avixa, um, who is growing and is increasing their, uh, foothold and control of the industry, I guess, for, for, and I mean, again, ISE is now one of the largest shows in the world, especially when it has to deal with technology. Uh, and again, not, not to ring the bells of saying, Oh my gosh, you know, you're, we're all going out of business. We all got to find other jobs. It's just that, uh, it is different. And that, what some people got in the industry for when you talk to people about trade shows. And, you know, it's always been the running line is that, you know, whenever you talked about, you talk to somebody at a trade show, and they always got the biggest system and they're doing fantastic. And Oh my gosh, they're fully, you know, if everybody was doing the amount of six figure systems that I would hear at trade shows, we would be doing much larger numbers as an industry. It's like the math never has never added up. Um, but we're going to see less of those. And that, and that, that, saddens me in that respect and that you know it it was the wide-eyed part of me the part that loves the art and and the craftsmanship and the artistry truly of what we do um we're seeing less and less of it and that's just changing buying habits you know that's fine it's it's the demo that you do now is a whole lot different than the demo that you uh did 15 years ago um but what what is going to rush it is just the pure financial aspect of it it's just math you know There's going to be companies are going to come in and say, hey, the math makes sense to use this. The math makes sense on the market share. We'll be able to fold it into a much larger portfolio that we have. And, you know, it's run, it's, it's, our industry will be run more by accountants and by financial officers than it will be by visionaries.
1: It's interesting, Rich, that as you, as we, as you say this, you, you know, CES is still one of the largest shows, which with over a million square feet of space, and technology continues to leave the living room and go into other rooms of the house, right? So you have technology more ubiquitous than ever, and yet the channel that struggles to find a foothold.
3: True? Maybe, but I can't even count that for CES anymore. You know, they got a a million square feet of space, but 200,000 square feet of that is cell phone cases.
1: True, true. You know, and so, some are robots, and some are wine aerators, and some well, are... Or well,
3: it's guys trying to sell you the panel that goes in your LED TV,
4: and there's just a whole booth on that.
3: But, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I, I agree with you, in that ISC... ISC has figured out a recipe to make it work. Um, but the commodis- commoditization of all of it is making everyone that is custom, they're going to be a dinosaur. It's, it's almost like it's gonna flip back to the beginnings of where we were just luxury.
0: Well, hold on, let me, let, me, let me counter that for one second. Because this is something that we are seeing as well in the commercial space. As you keep hearing this, that the, the creatives, the companies that are incredibly creative are the ones that are going to quote unquote, have a rough time. But on the flip side, the clients that value the creativity and the ability to do something truly custom are the ones that will always get paid for that. They will always spend the money for that. So if you're going to be creative and maybe that's the, maybe that's part of the shift that the industry needs to have is that they need to go from not just luxury because luxury doesn't necessarily equate to people spending money on it.
1: No, it's those they, that get it and those that don't Exactly. Right? Those that see it as a, as a relationship and those who want it, right? So that's, and then we've been talking about that for years, stop selling product and start selling solutions. And if you start doing it, they're going to call back the ones that find value in that.
0: Very true. All right, Steven, what is, uh, using your, your crystal ball of wonder that you have, what are you looking forward to in 2019? What what are you expecting to see? And if you need to call Crystal and get her to, again explain this to you we can take a second
4: i love you man so <laughs> so uh, uh for those who don't know crystal is the wife um uh, uh just a side note i told her the other day she asked me why i call her the wife and i said because everyone that i know has a wife but none of them are the wife so uh crystal is the wife and uh i'll tell you that the trend that i'm that i i i foresee coming in 2020 is a uh, dumber AI. And uh, I thought about this a lot over the last few days and I really wanted to express this. And here's the reason why I say dumber AI. Uh, AI has become a marketing pitch. Uh, it has become something we can stamp on it and it's, it looks more intelligent. I will tell you I will tell you that I remember a picture of a rug hanging in a shop that said HD color Um, HD became a marketing pitch. So uh, what's happened is, is over the last year, I have taken a taken a very specific interest in AI. my oldest son is interested in doing uh, machine learning things. And I've taken an interested in it. What I have found is every time I look into something that says AI, I really just find something, somebody programmed. I mean, the AI that we're seeing is no different than the control systems that Richie's been writing for 436 years. So um, I, I will say that um, if we look into it and we continue to follow this trend, AI is going to become a dumbed down version of good programming. And it's, it's, literally just going to become dumber and dumber AI and that really upsets me because that is a direction that we could go in that could change our industry. Uh, if the environments that we design and we program and we set up, if they could learn, actually learn, not like I walk by my thermostat so it knows I'm at home. If, it, if the environments could actually learn how we live in them, that would be uh, really amazing. But uh, instead I spend my time explaining to my clients that they don't need to listen to marketing. AI is not really AI. Um, Also, one more thing that I think is coming that's just as critical, um, I think the bubble has burst on technology at homes. Um, I think that we've gotten so big that people are starting to shrink their technology. Um, I think that what actually popped the bubble was uh, Alexa and uh, Google Home. And people started realizing, oh, my God, are you serious? Everybody's listening. And so now I have clients calling me saying, you know what? Maybe I don't want that voice control that you put in. Or, you know, can we scale back a little bit on this? Uh, Can I just put an Apple TV behind each TV? Um, We are seeing a compression of technology. And I love the way Heather put it. You know, those that get it, get it. And that's why I love this group so much, because we all come at this from different directions and uh, different decades. And what I say is the brilliance is, is that we all generally come to the same conclusion. And, and um, I love talking to you guys, but I'll tell you the technology in homes and possibly in the corporate environment too, is shrinking. And we're going to see that in a big way in 2020. And
0: yeah, I don't disagree with that. All right, Joseph.
3: 2020
0: 2020 it'll be your last year on the board
3: i think yeah
0: (laughs) unless you run again
3: (laughs) yeah um yeah good luck on that one um so 2020 i think it's going to finally be that year of standardize or die um and, and you know an article just came about came out which i kind of commented about today on social about Apple and Google and Amazon getting together to create a smart home standard. Um, we're at the point where it doesn't matter who creates it. It has to be standardized because we're, we're at that point of where Stephen just kind of alluded to where voice is already in the home. Control is in the home. 2020, we're probably going to see a revamp and slow death of video distribution because it's all built into the displays. or single boxes. There's no need to centralize video equipment anymore. We're going to see a shift where if a standard doesn't happen, the industry will be owned by an Amazon or Google an Apple, a Sonos, a blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If that standard does not happen this year, the ability for the custom channel to own that is going to die. We saw something kind of like this happen when the housing market crashed on our industry, almost just completely dying. But some of us were smart enough to get into Get into commercial and hospitality way back then to save our skin. But we're coming to that point is, if you don't standardize this, where home A is the same as home Z, by the way its back end is, the industry is dead. Like, it's that time. We've pushed so much technology into the house. Without a standard, we are going to get kicked out of the house without an acceptable global standard. It's 2020 is the year.
0: Very good, and I don't disagree with that, Heather. You asked to go last, and now you're going last. So, <laughs> what?
1: Well, is I'll tell you what I'd like to see happen. I so I'm going to go into the whole biophilia thing. That the more I think about what that conversation is, that we spend ninety percent of our time indoors today, and we are most unhappy and most depressed. Um, I, 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 maybe it's more of a hope than. Um, seeing the future is that we start to pay attention to the not just that our lights turn on and off, but what is the color temperature? So I went through a home renovation product my project myself this year and color temperature was I, I learned the most about that and it makes a difference. I hope that people will start to see that as well. It's not just that my lights turn on, but you know, is it a working environment, is it sunrise, sunset. Um, and how do I, how's, how do I feel at work? You know, are there any windows? What happens when I add music to my life? I, I think that if we had started to approach our businesses like that, it could be very successful because now we're not just selling a technology product, we're selling a quality of life product. Um, and I'll point out too that we're not just into a new year, but we're into a new decade you know, where were we 10 years ago? You know, how, I remember thinking, you know, 2020 was so far away and, you know, we'd be on hoverboards by now. Not really.
0: <laughs> so you didn't get your hoverboard?
1: I did not get my hoverboard. Well, they're not, you know, not the hoverboards that we were promised.
0: Not the, these are not the hoverboards you expected.
1: Where's the jetpacks we were promised.
0: That's fantastic. All right. Uh, I'll wrap this up with, I don't know, maybe a, uh, I don't know. Maybe bringing all of this together, maybe blowing this all up. I'm not sure. the The trend that I'm most concerned about, to kind of take the opposite to Heather's, is that, you know, I just because of what I do and and the worlds in which I play, I get to talk to obviously all of you know you four today, all of these different people who, uh, you know, take time to come out onto my show to come out onto AV week uh, when I'm on there, that, that, that we meet at all of these trade shows that we cover. And one of the biggest things that concerns me for not only our channel, but really AV in general, technology in general, is that we seem to continually disregard information from and and advances from outside of our industry we disregard what Apple's doing because they don't really care about HomeKit they don't really care about Apple TV we disregard what Google's doing with you know Ring and everything else that they have going on with all of the problems that come with all of this we disregard with what uh, Amazon's doing and say you know we don't we just use that as auxiliary parts to what we do. What we do is key. And I think we as an industry really need to shift our focus and recognize that it is very scary out there. It is going to be potentially, as Richie alluded to, you will not recognize this industry in five years. And that may sound doomsday but I don't think it is. I I think that we have to, as a, as a channel, as an industry recognize what's coming from outside and find ways to, to Heather's point, provide solutions that customers are looking for, not solutions that we think they need. Because I can tell you for a fact that I have heard it myself. I've heard it from, Countless vendors all over the world, uh, both from manufacturing to HTPs to commercial integrators. We walk in with this preconceived idea of what our client needs and don't listen to what they say. And then we get confused why they didn't want to spend money with us. People are happy to spend money with you, but only when you listen to what they want. And if all they want, to Joe's point, is an Apple TV behind the TV or a Roku in Steven's case. No one will get upset if that's what you do. That's what they want. That's what they asked for. That doesn't mean you can't show them options. But we have to become significantly better business people and stop getting caught up. And, and I know we've been preaching this for years. I've wrote about it. Heather's wrote about it. Joe's wrote about it. Richie's wrote about it. Stevens talked about it. Um, Writing stuff in Georgia. Um, But
4: not very nice.
0: Not very nice. No. Um, And I lost my train of thought on that. Now, we need to become much better business people. We need to work incredibly hard to actually provide services that our clients want. And if we do that, our industry will blossom. My concern is that we're holding on to this concept of what 1995 AV was or 2001 or 2005. We've got to be much more aware of external influences to our industry and what our clients are looking for. And on that bright note, <laughs> let's let's kind of wrap it up.
3: Okay, look, you can't leave.
0: Yes, I can. The
3: show on Doom and Gloom, man.
1: <laughs> I, I concur. It wasn't Doom and Gloom, or something, or can't, favorite well, product of the year. Uh, so. You can't. You want to do a favorite
3: the sh- product of the year? Let's
1: do a
2: favorite
3: product can't of, can't of the year. Leave the show on that note. Well, I, Come I, on. More
2: important. More important. I think one of the things to to discuss is that, and we could take you know a quick twenty seconds each, but. I, there are things about this year that I'm looking forward to, you know, just from a business standpoint, from a technology standpoint. For example? I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it, let's put it this way. I mean, I feel a lot better going into 2020 than I went than I felt going into 2009. <laughs> you know?
4: yeah.
2: uh, oh, joke. Yeah, so, you know, so I mean, I th- there is some perspective that comes along with this and that if, you know, companies that were in business during, during that, um, You know, it, part of it is a good problem to have in that there is an outlook um, there. It requires flexibility, uh, requires, you know, some, some evolution of your model, but it does mean that your business model can still survive, that there's still customers there that who will (laughs) pay for that model. Very much so. That was a
0: West coast 20 seconds. If you were wondering, that's how that works. So let's see how long a Georgia 20 seconds is. Steven. Oh, God, let me go
3: get some more coffee.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, seriously, I think the 2020 is going to be awesome for our industry. I, I Honestly, I've got clients that are really excited about upgrades to their home. They want to get new Wi-Fi. Um, you know, companies, just like you guys have said, those who get it, get it. Those who don't, they need to go. Uh, they're hurting our industry. And I know that's not popular to say that someone shouldn't be in business, but Jesus you're taking money out of my pockets when you do a crappy job. So, uh, because the next time I have to deal with that client, I have to spend half my time explaining why I don't suck like you do. So, um, here's the, <clears throat> here's my thing. I think 2020 is going to be freaking awesome. Um, those, uh, you know, let's get out there and kill it. Um, there's some great trends coming, some great technology upgrades coming. Like I said, especially with uh, internet speeds, um, and I think that honestly, something Joe said that he thinks he he said it kind of like it was a negative, but honestly, I think it's a positive. We're able to now compress our systems down to an Apple TV, um, you know, behind the TV. So um, you know, I, I man, I've got nothing but great things to say for 2020. I'm really looking forward to it. All right, Joey. Yeah,
3: you know, mine is easy. I'm just going to go right off of uh, what Steven just said. If your company does networking. You are going to make a lot of money in 2020 yeah. with WPA3 coming out, Wi-Fi 6 coming out. Guess what? Your return to old customers list is going to be probably the most insane it has ever been because they're going to want the new security. They're going to want the faster speeds because all of a sudden they got, you know, gigabit fiber coming to their house. This is a year that if in your, you're in networking, which I think all of us that are on the show are, um, you're gonna make a killing. And that's the one thing you really need to look at for 2020. You're gonna make a bunch of money in networking. Can All I right. get an
4: Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Heather.
1: I'm sorry. I can't go past everything is awesome. <laughs> everything is cool. And you're part of yep, I just sang out part, part of, part of part. the team. Part of the team. Part of the team, right? Like this <laughs> team right here. Um, one of my favorite early classes from CDO probably like 18 years ago was, you know, if you do great work, you always have more business. I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to that, right? Take care of your clients, answer your phone, call them back. Um, So everything that you guys said, just to sum it up in a great big bow, you know, do great work. You always have more business. Um, Pay attention to the times, listen to this podcast so you know what's coming up next um, and listen outside what the industry will be. Sell the solution, not the product. So, you know, if it's about availability over the highest quality, let your client know, but then let them make the decision and sell them what they want.
4: Yeah, I want to make a, uh, a general observation, and this is going to take about a minute, so Tim will have to just get upset with me. Um, <laughs> like speaking of, ready? <clears throat> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Speaking of uh, paying attention and listening to this podcast, uh, everybody listening to this needs to understand uh, a little bit of history behind what you're listening to. Uh, Many years ago, we started a dinner called Family Dinner at Cydia. And uh, everybody here has been a part of that. And I remember when that dinner started, it was me, uh, country as hell, um, trying to figure out where I was going to end up in this industry that I love so much. It was a young kid from Canada uh, that everybody loved the way he looks and thought his hair was the next greatest thing. We had Heather, uh, you know, sassy as she could be out here owning it. Uh, Joe being goofy and, and absolutely not care what anybody thought, which is one of my favorite features that Joe has. <clears throat> and then to top it all off, Uncle Richie, who has the wisdom of many, many years in our industry and has been kind enough to share that information with us. And Tim, uh, who you can't hear, he's he's here. And, and um, you know, but I wanted you guys, I want the people I'm listening serious. to yeah, well, no, he's, he's actually here. He's just not talking. So um, I want you guys listening to understand that um, we got together as a group and we listened to each other and we learned from each other. And yeah, at times we disagree. I, I don't know of a whole lot that me and Uncle Richie agree on in life, but we come from two totally different areas. We agree that we both married amazing women. And those women really like each other. So there's got to be something in common. But here's the thing. Never, never have I thought it it was disrespectful or anything. We agree to disagree and we learn from each other as an industry. If you're listening to this, find your group, find your tribe, find your people and listen to them. That table full of people has now turned into three CDA board members, one current and two Pre, uh, previous three city of board members uh, uh, members of the media that have exceeded. If you talk to Tim from maybe nation, he will tell you that uh, he started small and now he's definitely not. And um, I would say that find your tribe uh, in 2020. Don't wait on the technology to catch you. The technology is going to be there. If you really want to succeed, go out and find your people. I found mine and I love them.
0: Excellent. I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's leave it there. First of all, uh, you guys really are part of my family. Thank you so much for continuing to spend time with me, (laughs) taking time out of your day to uh, record these and always being there to chat. I appreciate that more than you'll know to everybody listening. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, This is a, I don't want to say it's a lot of work per se, but it is a lot of work. We spend a lot of time doing this and we appreciate the time that you invest in uh, listening to everything that we do. Let's go around the horn. Heather, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Southtown AV, where can they do that?
1: You can Google sassy as hell. No, a kid, a kid. Um, You can find me on Twitter at tech underscore chi, a balance of life and technology. Um, my company is Southtown audio video or southtownav.com. dot com.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much for being here. My friend, Joe, Thanks good buddy. Always Joe. Good buddy. If people want to connect with you, learn more about thoughtful integrations, everything else that you're doing, where can people find that?
3: Oh, uh, they can always email me directly. at Joe at Thoughtful integrations, find us on Facebook at thoughtful integrations. Um, and for now, you can always find me at a, at a CD event or a, a CD thing and uh, find us on Twitter at Integrator Tweets.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much, my friend. Steven, good buddy. <coughs> if people want to connect with you, learn more about Pro Audio Georgia. Where can they do that?
4: Uh, ProAudioGeorgia.com, ProAudio underscore GA on Twitter. You can find me just about everywhere. Uh, opinions are my own. Uh, be weary of that. And uh, I love to chat. If you have uh, if you have some time, I love talking to other <laughs> integrators, working with other integrators. Um, I love sharing uh, sharing ideas and opinions. So reach out to me, please, and uh, we'll chat.
0: Last, but again, certainly not least, Uncle Richie, uh, one of the first people to walk me around a show floor and say, "Hey, you need to meet this guy and this guy and this lady and this guy and this woman and this woman and this woman." what are you doing? Why haven't you met them? Thank you so much for that. Uh, as always, thank you for coming on. If people want to connect with you, learn more about Fergosa Design, where can they do that?
2: Uh, probably the fastest way is you can find me on Twitter, at rfergosa. Uh, you can also find me on the website, fergosadesign.com. Most importantly, though, uh, I'd love for you to find me here on TV. obviously here on ResiWeek, but also uh, on one of our other shows, The State of Control, with my partner, Street Greenblatt, from Control Concepts Another frequent guests. Um, That's where, uh, you know, we appreciate the most support and uh, uh, like getting the message out to
0: everybody. Excellent. Thank you all again for joining us for myself. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D Scott and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please stop by avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We're extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this special episode of Resi Week.